Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle program, and I am your host, Chris Angle. I am the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. Uh, they are available free for viewing online at www.philosophypublishing.com. The purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media and compare the essence of the concept with the usage and circumstances in which the term is being used. And this week we're going to, um, we're going to talk about diversity versus national security. And I think everybody out there is um, uh, seeing that the politicians, uh, such as uh, former President Obama, uh, candidate Hillary and Paul Ryan and others talk about diversity and they they have used the phrase who we are as Americans uh, they seem to equate that the American character is equal to diversity and they also seem to indicate uh, from what they say and what and from their actions that diversity is more important than national security. In fact, it's all important. Um, diversity is uh, uh, really has has two um, sections to it: is legal immigration diversity and illegal uh, immigration diversity. And I'd like to call illegal uh, immigration really it's not really immigration; it's migration. Um, so. They, uh, as we've seen in the news, it's constantly uh, telling us that diversity and their actions, that diversity is more important than national security. Uh, but uh, President Trump has seemed to indicate otherwise, and that's why he wants to create a border, whereas Obama had a, a wanted uh, uh, an open border, and the left seems to confirm, uh, uh, the entire left seems to confirm this this attitude with uh, criticizing the uh, Trump uh, administration with his uh, will to build a wall and uh, and security and vetting uh, immigrants coming into the United States in the refugee program and elsewhere uh, by um, making sure that they are not terrorists and so the left is criticizing this it seems that they want a borderless world, and uh, the, and this is uh, from their progressive uh, wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, the, it seems to be one of the objectives of the of the progressive, which, which I like to call the the progressive utopian socialist Democrats. Uh, we can uh, take an acronym of that and just call them the Post Democrats. Um, the uh, they also not only want borderless world, but they want a, a global government. And I think there are two reasons why they want a, a, a global government. Um, because they feel that uh, white people, specifically white people, uh, if not people in general, are bad, and they need to be regulated. And... Uh, and uh, so they want to have a world government regulating all those bad people out there that come along and uh, subjugate others. And 
they also want a single global government in order to to ensure peace because as we've seen of course throughout history uh, that it's most wars are government versus government and so a one world government uh, would would uh, uh, would get rid of war and it's actually that's kind of a valid point uh, it's uh, something reasonable you could uh, you could argue with uh, the, the the leftists but um, but why why borderless and why one world uh, uh, I think we we need to discover that uh, that in addition to uh, these two reasons I just mentioned that they that uh, behind it all is is this uh, uh, diversity and the reason and uh, the result is that um, everybody can go where they want to they they feel that everybody should be able to go where they want to uh, and and so this would make all cultures cultures equal so if we have a borderless world and diversity is allowed to migrate uh, will extinguish all cultures all cultures will be equal and so really these uh, these uh, uh, Democrats are really in, in, in by their nature egalitarian total egalitarians uh, and uh, because they they believe that others are bad and uh, and that and they are bad because they have more wealth because they've exploited uh, other people in order to get their wealth and uh, this ex exploitative behavior it really needs to be um, it really needs to be uh, uh, monitored and regulated. Uh, the wealth have exploited the uh, the poor throughout the world, and um, and they need to be punished. and And one of the ways is we can bring in diversity, uh, and uh, and if we combine the poor uh, with the rich, uh, you can um, you can make everybody equal. It'd be a great step toward an egalitarian society. Um, <clears throat> But um, I've noticed actually at uh, one point uh, I've noticed that they haven't they want to open border with South America, but they haven't really uh, noted that they want a, an open border with Asia, uh, because actually Asia is is well to do itself, uh, specifically Taiwan and Japan and and uh, and South Korea. Um, but uh, with the with an open border with South America, Central America, Africa, Middle East. Uh, there are many poor people in these areas, so they they would like an open border there. And but does it um, in, impinge upon national defense? And uh, we we certainly think it does. Uh, but they're willing to take the priority of diversity and and make that more important than national defense. Um, so I um, I don't think that that's a uh, uh, a valid con uh, thought line uh, for America. I think we need to put America first, as the uh, as the administration uh, has noted, and uh, the defense of America is certainly the number one priority. What do you think, Rick? I, I agree with all those uh, comments. I think the diversity, well, let me put it this way, I think the borderless notion that 
promulgated by the, the leftist uh, version of the Democratic Party that we now see before us uh, will ultimately be um, in the dustbin of history um, because it doesn't work. Um, it demonstrably doesn't work. And the, the cost, uh, say nothing of the, the violence, uh, will continue to mount, um, particularly as it relates to the refugee crisis in Europe. Um, but at some point, the existing citizenry of a country inevitably asks the question, well, why isn't my country putting my interests first? So if at a theoretical level you have, say, zero tolerance for your fellow citizens being killed by refugees or Islamic terrorists or whoever it is, even if it doesn't happen every day, then that leads to some obvious measures that one would take. Now, if you don't have zero tolerance for that, and that appears to be what the Democrats plead, they, they say, well, they're, you know, so, you know, there are more people killed in gunfights in the United States. So why why do we worry about terrorists killing our people or maiming them or blowing them up? What's the big deal? That's actually what they say. Um, that the, the, the rarity of it justifies it in the name, as you say, of diversity. Um, one thing about diversity that troubles me almost as much is the linkage to mediocrity. And of course, this, this philosophy of diversity, where diversity comes before all else, is most obvious within the university and the educational system, uh, but equally obvious and quantifiable is that it has led to mediocrity in many areas of the academy. Um, and Asian students have pointed this out with lawsuits. And they quantified how much higher the SAT scores they have to earn versus uh, minority kids uh, are. Uh, it's all data that's readily available uh, in order to get into the better universities. So uh, where this philosophy or this movement or whatever you want to call it has led to the justification of mediocrity under the pretense of achieving this uh, vague good called diversity, it's actually undermined uh, important institutions in this country and elsewhere, not just in this country. You're right. So what do you think about the uh, diversity versus national security? Is it Which is more important for the nation? Well, I mean, you follow the logic of the Constitution, it's obviously national security. There's nothing about immigration, required immigration, there's nothing about diversity, there's nothing written in the Constitution having anything to do with that. There is written in the Constitution that the government will provide for the welfare of its citizenry and, you know, protect them and so on and so forth. So that points directly to the issue of national security. So it's very obvious in, in, in you know, in a legal sense, that is by far the more primary responsibility of, of the government in our constitutional democracy. 
a republic, if you will. Right, agreed. And uh, it's not, even, not even an argument that can be made, actually. Right, as uh, and not only that, but uh, one's uh, feeling for self-defense uh, is accrued to into the Constitution as a as a feeling of the whole, uh, also uh, being one of a high priority for self-defense. I think it's obvious that self-defense as a country and self-defense as an individual is one of the first priorities that a life entity will make for itself and uh, and for its, uh, those that, that group together in a society. Um, I, I, would, I, I would add that I think as much as um, people who voted for Trump uh, were upset about this lax attitude toward Islamic terrorism um, and the discomfort of having massive immigration, uh, legal and illegal, I think it is not lost on the average Midwesterner, Southerner, or you know elsewhere in the country that wages here have been flat for years. Mm. All right, flat or declining for years, years, twenty years, more. Uh, and the argument made by the pro-immigration uh, uh, lobby is that immigrants enrich us. All right. Well, we have had millions and millions and millions of immigrants enter the country. It has not enriched the existing citizenry. If you measure it by average family income, there is absolutely no evidence of that. I defy anyone to present evidence to that effect. Right. I've uh, right. Uh, I cannot find uh, any of that. Uh, there are no economic uh, statistics that would back that statement up. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks very much for uh, for joining us, and uh, and we'll see you all next week on the Philosophical Angle program. Rick, thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.